Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post Atomic Dark Shadows podcast with your hosts, Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Covering episodes 1178 and 1179, which are entitled 1197 and 1198, with Terry Drostak. Hi friends, we're, well, we're technically in the 70s. I was just, we were just looking at when this show ran and, uh... The cusp of the 70s. Started in 1966, but I, I, in fairness, Tidro, you did say, can I use this as the 70s because otherwise I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it aired into the 70s, so yes, you can. And the episodes I picked were in, from the 70s. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And finding TV shows from the 70s is hard because the 70s were horrible, it turns out. Yeah, I think we found... Did Actually, have we found anything good in the 70s yet? No. Come to think of it? No, because you picked Night Gallery. Yep, that and was I trash. And The Incredible Hulk, which hey. I knew was not going to be good anyway. Hey, I like both hey, those shows. Okay, okay, are they you, good? Next time around, you need to pick the episodes then, because I failed. Yeah. There's like three good Night Galleries. <laughs> yeah. Out it's of... It's an anthology. <laughs> there must have been some. Yeah, there were a couple. And... And how many good Incredible Hulks were there? That I can't be objective about. I'm very sorry. It's fair. Yes, I know. Because apparently you had a, a crush on Dr. David Bruce Banner, yes? I, I think I must have. I didn't realize it. But yeah, he seems to be my type. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like a brunette, a boy. brunette puffy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you had plenty to choose from in uh, Dark Shadows. <laughs> so oh, when, so wait, when he turned into the Hulk, were you just like, ah? I just, yeah, turned just completely like, I just want, that's when I took my bathroom break or, you know, wandered uh-huh. out to get a snack. Don't care about the Hulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All about wow. Bruce Banner. Sorry, David Banner. David Banner. Oh, David Definitely Banner. not Bruce Banner. No, of course not. Bruce is gay. But yeah, as, <laughs> as far as uh, uh, puffy-haired brunette dudes... Oh, this show is crawling with them. Yeah, you had a smorgasbord of them for this, a veritable smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, sorry that I... Dr- those words apart. Yeah, I'm sorry that I dropped you in the middle of all the brunette white males. Just, you didn't I got- drop us in the middle, you dropped us at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, though, is there a place to start when you get into Dark Shadows, or do you yeah, just one. have to begin no, at one it's, and it's, go? No, it's around 200. I think it's around 201. That you, it does, This is one of those shows that doesn't really get good until episode 200 or so. Oh, uh-huh. sure. <laughs> Those shows that don't get good until the 200th episode. <laughs> I, that's the thing I go on about a lot where people are like, eh, it, you know, you should watch the whole thing. And I'm just like, yeah, tell me like, when it gets good. Yeah, no, but I'm... like, you know, it's one thing to say Veronica Mars doesn't get good until like the fifth episode or whatever. It's another to say that this show doesn't get good till episode 200. Yeah, but it had over 1200. So that's still only a small portion of the way through. Mm, I suppose it's true. If you actually try to watch it on Amazon Prime, the the, the collection one starts around episode two hundred, I think. So huh. start with collection one, you'll be fine. What were they do? What were they doing before the vampires showed up? Was it just like a show about like colonial white people in a big house? It was a show about a nineteen sixties family. Um, literal. It was just a literal soap opera. The first uh-huh. thing that happens is that the uh, the uh, governess shows up on a train she shows up to Collinswood on a train mm-hmm. that's literally yeah, I remember the first that because that the soap opera that that we made for a couple of years uh opened with someone on a train just actually Matt your character was on a train oh, that's like right. a bunch of soap operas that I watched for research for that started the very first episode was someone coming to the new town like 
on a train. That's just the thing they love to do. Peyton Place did it also a couple others. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just I, a fairly traditional soap opera. There were murders, yeah. I think. And then someone was just like, what about vampire? Yes. Well, that's that's what Which I, I mean. Resp- as a choice, I respect. Like They were just already deciding. doing gothic romance. They just yeah. sort of like, well, this already fits. Why not? Why not this? It's like, guys, you know what? What if we just went whole hog into this and just fucking put a vampire in? We'll get some witches. I, 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 yeah. I don't know, like a werewolf, I assume, at some point. Yeah. That's Quentin. Oh, and. And so much more. But let let me tell you, because mm. oh, right. yeah, let me tell you what happens. This is one of those things I put off for as long as possible because, well, I mean, come on. This show, like all soaps, famously moved at a glacial pace. Also, these two episodes appear to be a costume drama set in the stupid ages when women wore tents, men wrapped themselves in velvet, and everyone swooned to their fainting couch over Mr. Darcy or whatever. Also, apparently vampires, which everyone knows is like my favorite thing. But fine, it's my turn. Let me see if I can summarize this boring, murky pile. So we begin our story in 1840. A bunch of people I don't know are concerned because two bodies I don't know are about to be separated from two heads I also don't know. But then some woman I don't know stops the beheading just in time because of course she does. Heaven forfend we have even a moment where something interesting happens. She does this by presenting a severed head encased in glass as evidence, because everyone knows the best time to present evidence to defend a capital offender is literally seconds before their capital punishment is to be carried out. Also, I guess you can just have a severed head in a glass case and nobody will treat this like the most insane shit they've ever seen. (laughs) The judge, who didn't get the memo that everyone's supposed to be doing British or British-adjacent accents and sounds like Rolf the dog, says, Stop being so hysterical! Why are you being such a hysterical woman? I mean, there's also the actual severed head, but fine. Fortunately, some dude steps up and repeats what she said, so this time the judge believes the story. Good thing we've moved on from this kind of behavior since 1840. (coughs) Then a dude gets stabbed, and I think it was the dude whose head was in the glass, but I wasn't sure. The head in the glass did briefly turn into a skull, but this didn't really clarify matters for me. (laughs) The only character I do know, thanks to pop culture osmosis, is Barnabas Collins, who's supposed to be a vampire but does literally zero vampire things. At one point, someone even says God bless to him, and he doesn't cringe and make that stupid hissing noises that vampires make, so who knows. Anyway, he retires upstairs to a room full of bad chroma key effects, which turns out to be some kind of alternate timeline. Oh sure, these fancy old manor houses had all sorts of lavish rooms. The Great Hall, the Solar, the Parallel Time Room. What?! (laughs) Then he goes back downstairs to talk to the woman he loves, and she's shot to death, and we're only at the end of the first episode, but suddenly I find myself extremely invested in all of this. On to part two and the most soap opera death scene I have ever witnessed. It is amazing. But more importantly, she actually dies. So I take back the thing I said about nothing happening. Then Barnabas leaps up and fights the guy who shot him. And okay, he's not biting him with his vampire fangs or overpowering him with his superior vampire strength or even getting tangled in his hair in the form of a bat. But he does dump his ass in the parallel time room, which then poofs back to a normal room, stranding his mortally wounded corpse in parallel time. So... Now that Barnabas's work here in 1840 is complete, apparently, he can return to the early 70s via Quentin's Staircase Through Time, which is an actual phrase that an actual human wrote in a script, and then another human said it out loud so that it could be broadcast to millions of other humans who accepted it as part of the batshit world this show inhabits. And now not only do I want to know who Quentin is, but I literally want to learn everything there is to know about him. 
But sadly, instead we return to modern times, by which I mean three years before I, a very old man, was born. And Barnabas and his lady friend, and I think the judge, change back into their contemporary clothes and are relieved to find that their refrigerator is running, so they do not, despite the very concerning telephone call they received, need to go and catch it. <laughs> then we follow up with some ladies follow, uh, living in the parallel time closet, and they're very concerned about the lottery. Whether they mean the Shirley Jackson lottery or the state lotto is left unclear, but I assume that will be addressed in episode 1180, which is entitled, no kidding, episode 1199. Because that's a thing we didn't talk about, how <laughs> the title of the episode is a number, but it is not the same number as the number of the episode. And Tidro's just like, here's some, here's two numbers, go find these. So, so not only, not only is this a long running series that doesn't get good until episode 200, but they also don't want you to find out what episode you're supposed to watch next. I mean, in fairness, shows like this were not designed to be watched the way we watch TV now. What? How, what, what's the next episode? Well, this one says it's 19 episodes later, so... But it's not. That's just the title of it. Because mm -hmm. apparently because it ran five days a week, but they wanted to number them sequentially, they would skip the days of the weekends or something? I don't know. Uh, okay, that doesn't make sense, but I get it. I'm it's surprised something's... we have as much of it, like, as much of it exists as it does. Like, how did yeah. they mm -hmm. not just, like, erase the beginning tapes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, no, shows like this are meant to be ephemeral. They're meant to just keep coming out and be yeah. something you watch. They're not meant to be collected. I'm amazed that you can watch all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, so now we come to your segment, Tidro, the why you chose this. Okay, we already actually talked a lot about like why I like this show so much. But um, I'd heard about this show since I was a kid. And uh, so when I saw that some of it up was, was up on Prime, and that was like five or six or ten years ago. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, it's been there a long time. Yeah. Um, it... Uh, so I watched it, and I am always looking for a very specific type of show, which is a show that I, that is enjoyable, but I don't have to pay that much attention to it, and I don't have to look at the screen a lot, because mm -hmm. I watch a lot of TV while I'm making stuff with my hands or cleaning, mostly making stuff. So... Uh, I also like shows that you, you can... I don't, I, can't, I don't watch the whole thing in a weekend. Um, well, and so, that's that was supposed to be the point of soap operas, like mm -hmm. way back in the day, by design. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why they move so slow. That's why they're so repetitive because they were supposed to be, you know. And and this is their approach. I'm not saying like women were all home cleaning, but that's that's what the you know that's a what lot the of them were them at the say. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be for women at home doing the chores, and yep. like if you miss something, if you were putting the laundry in and you miss something, that's okay. We'll say it ten more times. So yeah, don't, yeah. don't worry. It, we got you covered. In a weird way, you were still sort of the target audience of this <laughs> like 40 years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but when I found this, it was like, oh my God, jackpot. It is the, you know, I don't have to change the channel. At, I, I don't have to go looking for a new show. And then mm -hmm. I started watching it and it was, it, it did start out as a fairly traditional soap, but then they added the vampire and then the werewolf and then a witch and I think a phoenix. <laughs> um... And then they went back in time, and then they went forward again, and then they went back again, and then they went parallel. So it was fairly innovative for its time. And the actors played a lot of different parts. It was sort of like a theater company in that you're, you've got one actor playing many, many versions of, mm -hmm. a, a diff, of many, many different characters. They often played their ancestors or their descendants, but sometimes they just played random people. So... Um, 
Oh, except for poor Jonathan Frid, who played Barnabas Collins. They only let him play Barnabas until, like, the ver- near the end of the show, he was like, please, please, I don't want to do Barnabas anymore. Make me a new character. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they invented him a new character, and they got rid of Barnabas, and then um, almost immediately afterwards, they got canceled. <laughs> well... Yeah. Can't imagine why that happened. I feel like the, he was probably the pull of the show. Like, I mean, I I have a hard time finding anyone in the seventies attractive of uh, you know of any description. So I can't really judge. But was he attractive by the standards of the time? Uh, he was that. He was that seventies <sighs> handsome. Mm-hmm. No, not even that. So he's ugly. That, he's that sort of. <laughs> he's almost like. He's very sweet. He's a sweet man. He seems he's, charming. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little charming, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, he's a vampire. Pe- he's got to be. Yeah, people just seem to like him. Um, I, I I don't find him specifically attractive, but pe- I I find him sweet. Was well, he charismatic? Vampire. Like, what? My point is, was was he the draw? Was he the reason? Yes, he that... was definitely the reason. People okay. like certainly, as far as I could tell, the marketing behind the show. Like, oh yeah. The only thing I know about Dark Shadows is what we used to sell a ton of Dark Shadows crap when I worked at the comic store. We had boxes of like the little novels and like the gold key comics, and they all did the same. It's like Dark Shadows, and then just starring Barnabas Collins, and then the book would be called like Barnabas Collins and the Scary Bat, or <laughs> Barnabas Collins and the Mummy that Lived Downstairs, or whatever. But those all. Feel oh, they like had things... a Frankenstein. I forgot about the Frankenstein. Oh, there was okay. a Frankenstein at one point. Excellent. Barnabas Collins and the Frankenstein that came to dinner. <laughs> and his name was Adam. Okay. Of course it was. Yeah. So Buffy stole that. Yeah, I'm sure those two are the only things that ever like created a dude <laughs> and called him Adam. Uh huh. <laughs> yep, just those two things. Yeah. No, I. But Matt, I would, I would guess, I could be wrong, but I would guess all of that stuff was made long after the show was done. Like it's probably in the '80s. I would think it's weird to me. And I, and again, this is some assumptions based on things that I've seen, and maybe I'm wrong. But it feels like most of that stuff, most of that marketing came after the fact, where it's like, mm. here's something that's cool to have on a shirt. Here's something that's cool to, you know, like there's a picture of me, and no, I will not be sharing this. Uh, <laughs> from the early 90s, I'm wearing a Dark Shadows t-shirt because I thought it was cool. I hate vampires. But I thought I, it was cool. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm not sure where to start with like that. Well, that young, might be the least Al thing I've ever heard from you. Uh, young me loved so many things that he thought he was supposed to like, and it took mm. me years to figure out, oh, wait, I don't actually like this thing. I just like it because my friends do. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm so like, strong in my opinions now because like no that's not what i think i mean it's just like i don't even know how you knew about dark shadows back then because there was a redraw for years there was a a reboot there was a 90s series which i have not watched any of yeah all right yeah i think that's on prime too actually well it didn't run very long like no i mean it wasn't a soap so it wouldn't have run thousands of episodes but i don't even think it got a full season Mm -hmm. but i I thought it got like two but i could be completely wrong yeah but. It didn't run long, though. No. But my point is, it's like of all the wackadoo, like you're not going to have a T-shirt of Quentin Staircase through time. <laughs> like Barnabas <laughs> is your easy symbol, you know? Best line in the episode. Yes. Agreed. I don't know how you didn't pick this for your quote. The guy yelling, Quentin Staircase is a joke. Was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. That may have ever happened to me. Uh, the, the, the first time they mentioned it so casually 
Mm -hmm. Like, well, obviously there's Quentin's staircase through time, but we're not going to use that. Like, wait, just, what? Excuse me? Yeah. That's the thing. Is like this show keeps bringing stuff up, like you know what it's talking about, but I just got here and I don't. So when they're talking <laughs> about the magic staircase or whatever, I had to. I, 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 when I was watching these, I asked Tedra, I'm like, isn't this supposed to be set in the 70s? What's happening? Well, again, we're at all, episode almost 1200. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I get, I, I will say. And like I, like I tried to convey in my summary, I was not into it going in, and by the end I was mm -hmm. really into it. They did a good job. I bet if we watched a week worth of these, I bet if we watched five of them, you'd probably mm -hmm. be up to speed. Sure. Like, it, it, you, you're not going to get there from the very first viewing, but I bet it wouldn't take long for you to pretty much figure out who everyone is. They were pretty mm -hmm. good at that, I would say. Yeah. I will say this, like, this is one of my bad things, is just like, this cast is huge, and I cannot tell any of these white people apart. <laughs> yes. But that's not really the show's fault. No. And I mean, that's fair, but, like, I'm drowning in a sea of identical white people and the one dude I recognize from book covers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did pick these specific episodes because these were the... Because I, I these were the last two episodes that Barnabas appeared in. Um, ah. In our timeline, not his timeline... I think I'm very confused about this, but yeah. anyway, um, I think more things happened because they were like the end of his arc. Oh yeah, when you're wrapping up a storyline on a soap, yeah. suddenly things happen because you want to move on to the next thing. So I don't think things the things happen that much in in just you know the regular shows, but I I did pick things as something that I thought would not bore you guys to tears. Mm. Oh, worked. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely. I'm so worked. happy. I'm so <laughs> happy. I because Al, when you were researching. Um, soaps. I don't think you even put this on the list. Yes, I did. Oh, you did? Was did I you watched, watch some of it? I watched maybe the first five and was like, "Oh my god, okay, oh, this is this okay. is enough." <laughs> She's been on this gotcha. train for a week. <laughs> Thought there was a vampire in this show. <laughs> this isn't even a terribly interesting train. Nope. No. I I will say um this the spiritual successor to this show is Passions, which. I will go to my grave saying is the worst show that I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that or Riverdale, I don't know. But oh. but the only other soap I can think of that that tried to do this kind of wackadoodle shit was uh, was Passions. Yeah, when Passions came out, everyone was like, "Ooh, it's so weird." I'm like, mm, "You guys, it's been done." Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's still weird. Yeah, it's still weird, but it's not innovative. So. Yeah. Not everything has to be innovative to be yes, good. It all has to be innovative. Everything nope. has to be innovative to be good. Uh, so no, Tidra, you're right. You're right. Tidra, speaking of of big cast and all that, your your bad thing involved like not like certain people in the cast and such. Yes. Oh yeah, because there are a couple of really good actresses in this show. Um, mm -hmm. Grayson Hall played Julia in this timeline, and she okay. usually, who's she, Julia? Ju Julia. She was at the she was at the very end. She was one of the two ladies that had to go bury a body. Okay, all right. And the other one is a uh, is a uh, Elizabeth uh, Collins, and mm -hmm. that was Joan Bennett, who was actually a movie star. Um, and yeah, then, I know her. 
Yeah. And then her like husband shot her agent or something so she couldn't be in movies anymore because this was a big deal. <laughs> okay, now, and this is in real life, not this on the show. This is in real life. This not is in real life. time or anything, yeah. <laughs> no, this has really happened. So then they put her on this TV show, which she's she was way too good for, but I love her. But, um, oh, back to Grayson Hall. Grayson Hall... She, got, she usually got to play a doctor or a psychiatrist or something really interesting. Like, originally, this character, her character was supposed to be male, and they just mm. put her in for some reason. Mm-hmm. But there was a, one of the timelines has a lot of unfortunate Roma characters. Like, it's just really oh bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real, it's real bad. But she's, yeah. she, in an interview, she said that that was her favorite role to play. So mm-hmm. Because it wasn't a boring doctor or psychiatrist, I guess. <laughs> Well, she I got mean, to actually do magic. Plus, ladies. I mean that that's definitely uh, that's definitely a selling point for me personally. Ladies and soaps are pretty much like the the swooning, you know, like young love interest, or else they're like the uh, the bitter mom. Yes. So it sounds like they at least gave her more to do than those things. Yes, Joan uh, Joan Bennett got to do all the mom roles. And right. Usually drunk mom roles, which was mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, cool. It's <laughs> fun for her. So is she like the proto Lucille Bluth or something? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't quite that mean. Mm. Well, nobody no. is. No, Mama's no, no. coming. Home. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you're saying there weren't enough of those people? Those, yes. These are some very good. Okay, so I I started out trying to count the number of times that Jonathan Fred messed up his lines. Uh, oh boy! Oh, well, we'll get we'll good get luck. to that with my bad yes. thing. But anyway, so, but th- these two ladies are very good actresses, and they mm-hmm. should have been in it more. But, I mean, you picked the, the like, I these, know. you picked stories that focus on him. It's going to mostly yeah. be about him. I assume mm-hmm. they got their chance as well. I hope they did. Yeah, they're, I started, I kept watching a little bit afterwards, like uh-huh. the episode after the one we, we, we reviewed, and they get to, you know, hide Yeah, because it seemed like the focus shifted to, to them, so. Yes. Well, if they're writing Barnabas out of the show too, so like yeah. I would hope someone's getting picking yeah. up the slack. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. my bad thing. Yes. Well, I was all prepared to talk about how glacially paced this was. Like I said, it it, mm-hmm. it actually moved along at a surprisingly decent clip for a soap, and I can't complain that I don't know who anybody is or why they're doing anything because I haven't seen the preceding one thousand one hundred and ninety six episodes, so that's on me. So I'm going to go with all the flubbed lines and people, talk, people talking over one another and extremely shaky camera work. Like, I get that soaps would sometimes hand you scripts like an hour before shooting time. Not that I ever did that when we made a soap. <laughs> but surely this ensemble and crew have been working together for over a thousand episodes by this point and know each other's rhythms and things. I There were some <laughs> amazing boom mics and boom mic yeah. shots in this, in this show. Like, you gotta know where the marks are at this point, guys. And it... It made me so happy. The whole thing feels like a play. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the crosstalk and like the weird, like it, like all these like far off shots that'll just zoom in on like a random but, place. But like a play that nobody rehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> this I mean, is like their like, second or third go. Yeah, they got the it. lines, but they didn't get yeah. the blocking and they also didn't get all the lines. Like, I feel like that would drive me nuts if I watched the show regularly, but as someone who only has to watch these two episodes, it was delightful. If you watch it like <laughs> Tidro and you're only looking up from time to time, then you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't even notice a lot of that. No, it's a, it's a thing you get used to. Yeah, um, also that. You get, it, it feels like they're kind of putting a play on for you, so if they, if they, if they screw it up, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're just doing their best. Yeah. If, you, if you're putting on a play for me, you should know that I like good plays. 
They they didn't have a choice. This is the pl- this is the script they were given. Well, don't do a play for me then. I don't want it. <laughs> I only like I don't care for this play. Yeah. <laughs> I like talking to people, and certainly on this mm-hmm. show we stumble and talk over each other and such. But that's, sure. that's this isn't a play. <laughs> if I watch a no, play, I want people to know what they're supposed to say next. You have very specific lines. You write it. You write things very specifically. Like, okay, talk over that person on purpose. But you don't really talk over that person. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But <laughs> anyway, I, it just felt weird, like, so late in the series. Like, I could see early on, okay, the, the actors don't know each other. But the, if this was sort of a, a, a repertory, like you were saying, like, they're they're the same cast, you know, maybe playing different roles. But they should all know each other's sort of rhythms by this point, you know? I want to sure. I want to defend them by saying, well, they had a lot more characters in each scene in that first that first scene than they mm-hmm. usually do. It's usually like two or three people in a room, but then we mm. go on to some more two or three people in a room scenes, and mm-hmm. they still mess them up. So yeah. I can't I, I I don't know what to tell you. No, and you know it is it is hard work, and I'm sure they did their best. It just again so late in the series, it seems like you should have ironed those bugs out by this point. Also, well, they were probably all on drugs. Uh, well, oh, good. It was 19- I mean, it's the 70s. Yeah. yeah it was mm. 1971, I suppose so. Probably I not Coke, but something. Yeah. Oh, man, I love the idea of uh, the guy that plays Barnabas taking a huge snort of Coke and then heading out <laughs> to go like, yes, well, uh, the execution, of course, <laughs> and then uh, uh, time staircase, don't you know, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever the fuck else is happening in this episode. No, we're still- oh, no, he's- He's st- definitely on Quaaludes. I was going to say, we're in the like the early 70s. We're probably still, like, the, the whole psychedelic 60s thing is lingering around. He might be on acid or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that explains that door. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the colors swirling around his head while he's looking at the door. Yep. I don't. No, I expected the wolfman to dance out of there. <sighs> God, I hated that. <laughs> I know. Next week's going to be just like that all over again. <laughs> I didn't understand, like, okay, uh, Chroma Key is, like, and I might be getting this wrong. If 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 I got this wrong, like, don't correct me because I don't care that much. But it's basically like a, a blue screen, green screen effect where the guy's looking at a thing that isn't really there and they put it in later. Like, why did they do that? Why didn't he just look in a room where those things were happening in front of him? Why, why th- do the I- effect? I actually thought about this and then I, I figured out... It probably would take too much time to uh, empty the room out. <laughs> oh, like the two versions of the room? Yeah. yeah I guess I think so. that's probably what it is. Like, you're shooting every day or whatever with this show, right? Yeah, like, you don't true. have time to just, like, empty a room when you have photos of what the room used to look like. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, Tidro, what was your good thing? Um... I love how nonchalant some of the Collinses were about the room where they could see the parallel timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, really, just they're just like, oh yeah, the parallel time room. Um, except for Desmond at the, near the end, but he's a little dumb. So which one is Desmond? Uh, he's the slightly lighter brown-haired man who kissed <laughs> the blonde girl. That doesn't help you at all. Um, what I kind of shirt was he wearing? How about that? I should have made my good thing Quentin because Quentin is generally my good thing for most episodes of Dark Shadows. Well, he did make a staircase through time. That staircase is a joke, Al. Quentin is the handsome one. Uh, I think I'm going to need some more data. 
<laughs> oh no, he's very handsome. And uh, he uh, got to play uh, okay. the werewolf. He was... Oh, is he the one with the six mile chin? Yes. <laughs> okay. He looks like he has a mask of a handsome man on his face. <laughs> like Okay. That's... Yeah, he does. No, I I actually had a note that he was he was pretty good looking for a seventies guy. Oh, he's so handsome. I just so that, handsome. that whole seventies look, just like go take a bath. When he first shows up, he has these giant sideburns because I think he's a, there's telegraphing that he's a werewolf. But I mean, just like ridiculous, sure. fake, fake looking giant mm-hmm. sideburns. Mm-hmm. And then he that has a full how, that on. That is how you identify werewolves. Yes. And then had a full on like Wolfman mask. Well, if when there's. He was doing the werewolf. If Amazing. there's one thing we know on the post atomic horror is hair uh, uh, <laughs> foreshadowing other hair. Uh huh. <laughs> That's a tradition that goes back centuries yes, for us. Yes, exactly. Or yes. forward centuries, because it happened in the 23rd mm-hmm. century. But yes. Yeah, yep. it did. Matt, what was your good yeah. thing? Um, This was fun. Mm-hmm. I spent the entire 40 minutes of this just being completely baffled, but God, I had a good time watching it. Mal was playing video games in the room with me, and just every so often you just sort of look over and go, what the hell are you watching? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just as an example, I had no idea half the cast was from the future until the very last five minutes when they go, well, it's time to go back to the present. Mm-hmm. Also, God, I love the fucking theme music. Just, just the dark shadows. <laughs> It has the best music. Okay, do you do you know what will ruin that music for you? If you have to look mm. at literally hundreds of openings <laughs> to find the correct episode <laughs> that the guest has chosen, and they're identical to one another. I I got such a vibe watching that o- that o- not even opening credits. It's just a fucking yeah, the title. Uh, like it's just a title, but it's just like Dark Shadows brought to you by Acme Washing Up Liquid. <laughs> that felt very Doctor Who to me. And the new vacuum cleaner. It felt very old Doctor Who to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they do a voiceover. They do a voiceover over the picture, uh, like a video of a house in fog. And yep. And the same so music c- sting. And the exact same music. So it's, you've got the exact same picture, slightly different words coming out of the you know, nowhere, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the music. So yeah, it yeah. is. It's very hard to find the one you were at. Yeah, and when you said no, we... eleven ninety seven, which which is actually you know twelve oh two or whatever. Yeah, I know. It, it took I'm a minute. Sorry. To, I, it's fine. It's the show's fault. Like really, you picked <laughs> two episodes that are poorly identified because of the way the show tracked things, not because of like you being difficult. I tried to look it up on their wiki, and their wiki, the wiki for Dark Shadows is incredibly complicated. That I mean, I mean, it like, was built by lot. Dark Shadows fans, so yeah, yeah there's a lot. If in there's there. people who can keep track of all this stuff and then try to explain it to someone, like, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a minute. Yep. I mean, we're confused by you knowing all the characters' names, so like, yeah. Well, there's one character, there's one blonde lady called Valerie, but I can't get it through my head that she's not Angelique because she's Angelique in every episode I've ever seen of her. And now suddenly she's Valerie. Okay. She's still Angelique. She's, okay. I think. Which one she's was she? She's the witch. Was she the one she that got shot? She was the one that you were, yes, she was the one that was slightly too pretty for this show. Ah, ah, yes. Okay. Yeah, I did have that note. <laughs> Yeah, that one. I, that one. I that one. I picked up on. Oh my but, god, that death scene! You were totally right. She just yep. she got shot. There was tiny trickle of blood. Mm-hmm. But it was the just, most I, melodramatic just, like, thing in the world. I love it so mm-hmm. much. She just like waved her hands in the air and then slowly. Barnabas, down I, to the couch. this is the end. I'm going to die. Oh, I am dead. Oh, 
Blah. Yeah. All of every. And, and they just. And they leave her corpse on the couch, and I'm just like, you could get blood all over that couch. Maybe that's that the couch just had blood on it, like a lot. Yeah. yeah. They, like, yeah. This woman comes in and just like, oh Barnabas, you're all upset over this dead woman on the couch right next to us. Well, <laughs> you feel better. I'm gonna leave this corpse right here on the couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's put it in a glass case. That's normal. Uh huh. Well, we have this glass case left over. I mean, it's made for a head, but I bet we could shove her in there somehow. <laughs> if we fold her enough, it should be fine. Yeah. They have to leave her there because she's evidence against Trask. Trask. We, we didn't. We did not get to talk about him at all. He's the one that got dumped in the parallel time room. Okay. Right. He. He's the evil. He's Matt. If you watch more of the show, he would be mm-hmm. your. He would be your love to hate character because he's he's a priest, but he's uh-huh. a he's like a very hypocritical bad priest who likes murdering ah. stuff and kissing ladies that aren't his wife. Murdering, murdering stuff. Murdering well, yes. <laughs> You would you would love him. You would love to hate him. I thought I'm writing this down. The moment where he was in the parallel time room and then the parallel time room switches to a normal room felt like I don't know if it was supposed to be a little creepy or whatever. But I actually thought it was. Like it felt like something out it of like a Stephen like King story or something. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that. Like there there weren't many things that were actually scary despite the trappings of horror. My, my my note here says, was that man just eaten by the fancy room? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's a little scary that you could be in a room and then not be in a room, you know? Like, yeah. the room is back to the way it was, and you're not in it anymore. Like, that was, like, ooh, that was kind of cool. Everything else was just so over the top and not scary. It just kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I love that shit. And, and, like, I've talked a lot about, like, yeah, I started doing research because I wanted to write a funny soap, but then I got into that shit, man. I mm-hmm. like, I like things that are so much. Like, oh, I yeah. enjoy me a this good show. Is definitely much. Yeah. I like a good melodrama. I like a good like over, you know, like overwrought. Like Amanda and I are are uh, drilling down into a lot of really sad romance movies now. That's that's our thing. Like, if it's, if it has a happy ending, we are not interested. <laughs> amazing that's just the thing like you know and and the more overwrought the the acting the better like i love me a good melodrama and this show really taps into all that yeah and my good thing we've all we've talked about this like endlessly but you know just how ambitious it was yeah like the show definitely goes there like and it goes it 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 went there like when mm-hmm. we came in, all of that shit has been around for so long that it's so blah that everyone's just like, it, yeah. yeah, vampire, whatever. Yeah, a, a mm-hmm. stairway through time, sure. Like, none- <laughs> Well, I guess it's the 1800s, whatever. I don't think any of those concepts... Never a dull day in Collinwood. None of those none of those concepts in these episodes are treated like, oh my god, a, a severed head. It's like, yeah, and yep. it just turned into a skull. So what? Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that she had Shrug. a special case made for her severed head, and mm-hmm. she had time to make the case, make the cover for the case, and then drag it to the beheading. My question is, what was she watching while she was building the case? <laughs> <laughs> In eighteen forty, saucy puppet show, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of Punch and Judy. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, delightful. What else? What else? I get a shit ton of notes on this just because, God, it was weird. Well, yeah, I think your experience was probably like mine. Like, oh, what is this? Oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> the, so like I said, Mal was watching this with me, and one of the women keeps yelling about stuff, and Mal goes, 
She sounds just like Aubrey Plaza's character on Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, Janet Snakehole. When <laughs> Janet Snakehole, whenever she's like role playing with Andy. Yeah, but that was like, <laughs> no, no, my purse that belongs to Hitler. <laughs> but I mean, that's sort of meant to be this kind of thing, so that makes. I sense. guess, yeah, but like as someone who's only ever seen it from that show, ah. like it's weird seeing it here. I'm just like, oh. This, I mean, to me, the acting and, and that sort of stuff was pretty standard soap, like in a good way, mm-hmm. but you know. Yeah, but again, I don't watch any of those. Yeah. Like, you've, ha- you've had experience with that, with that stuff. I've never seen any of this ah, stuff. I love it so much. It's all just turned yeah. all the way up. Mm-hmm. What else? What else? Uh, there's a part when either the first or second time when Barnabas is watching some couple who can't see him, like, do shit through, like, the magic door. And he keeps, I don't know if it's the ca- like the camera's framing it so that it's like him watching or whatever, but it keeps looking like he's looking directly at us going, you guys checking this shit out? Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, there's a point. That's, that's hot. There's a point where the lady goes over to the door right next to him and closes it in his face. Mm-hmm. Which was also very funny. And then, and then says to the other person in the scene, it seems like someone is outside this door. Like, what? You just, like, close the door on a full former vampire. Like, And maybe the rules of that thing mean that you Dress can't... like Willy Wonka. Maybe... Yeah, but they don't explain it at all. No, no. Maybe, mm-hmm. the, maybe the rules of the room are that they can't see him, but he can see them. That's fine. But she mm-hmm. didn't say, I feel like we're being watched first and close the door. She closed the door and it... then said that. It, just, it, it felt weird. Yes. Like, oh, by the way, I feel like there's a vampire standing right there. Do you, do you get that feel? You know that feeling, right? My vampire sense is going nuts. Oh, well. I mean, this is Collinwood. Of course I think that, because that's just the normal feeling we have here. Yep. He's crawling with vampires. Yeah, except he wasn't. No, crawling with ex-vampires. As I pointed out in my summary, there's a bunch of times where his vampireness could have done something, and it didn't. What? What? Like that's yeah, I actually had to look this up because I did. I also was like, she, "Your your girlfriend's dying. Please bite her." And and as, yeah, use your vampire. As powers. Matt pointed out, this is the only thing people who haven't seen the show know about this show. Barnabas Collins, he's yeah. a vampire. That's the one thing we know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, apparently Angelique had devampired him by then. Okay. So, ah. and then she died because he didn't have vampire powers. So she's a dumbass. I don't know that that's why she died. I'm pretty sure the gunshot hit it. <laughs> The world's most polite gunshot, which she dabbed at with a handkerchief. I loved it so much. Oh dear. This is well, this is my quote. This is the talking of like the the over the top melodrama bullshit. This is the end of the first of these two episodes where the guy comes and shoots her, and I love it so much. Here it is. The judges were afraid to hold you, but I am not afraid. Die with all. <laughs> That dramatic music sting especially sounds like the cue mm-hmm. we used to use for Nick and Willikins. <laughs> <laughs> Will Barnabas saved, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah, so good. Yeah, but then she Doing actually it died. Yeah. It was amazing. I did not expect yeah. that. I figured, oh, he missed, or oh, it, it, it didn't hit any vital organs. No, she died. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. There was a, a whole bunch of soap kissing. In the, oh, yeah, there was. There was one kiss that lasted like a full minute. Well, I would kiss Quentin that long, too. Yeah, but Fair it's enough. not that exciting yeah, to watch. Yeah, but it wouldn't be interesting. Yeah, it's not It's not mm. interesting to watch, no. But, yeah. but wow. Mm-hmm. 
They were giving lots of happy endings to people. <laughs> that meant something different in 1840, right? I think, yes. <laughs> I, I, think, I think so. Okay. But yeah, so much. Just mm-hmm. like dramatic <laughs> mashing of faces together. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of face mashing. Although... Like a lot of the old movies we watch are from the 30s and 40s, where you're not allowed to look like you're kissing, but by by soaps in the 70s you could. So it was yeah. a little more than face mashing. There was there was some actual kissing happening there. It was mouth mashing. Yeah. Just listen closely; you can hear them going <laughs> for their mouth sounds. <laughs> uh huh. Some. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Other things. Uh, oh yeah, I I didn't I didn't mention the clothes yet. Oh, of course. Oh yeah. The uh, just the the wardrobe department obviously was lot like way more well prepared than the actors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The clothes are great. Some gorgeous also, dresses in this I show. I can't yes. imagine Except all of one this person's. wardrobe was designed for this show. It must have been repurposed from other things. Mm. Um. Well, they wore the same thing a lot. So like Quentin wears the same outfit, that purple vest. He wears that purple vest for like you know like a hundred episodes. Yeah, but so they, if they, I assume it's the only way to tell people apart. Well, that did help. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they just like. You they know. may have had like, especially for the period stuff. They may have had like stuff from a movie, and then you know, yeah. like uh, altered it to fit the the actors. Like, they, what I'm saying yeah, is the exactly. the costume department may not deserve as much credit as you say. They might not have made this stuff. I think they, um, whatever it, does, it doesn't matter. Sourcing is work. I, that's true. Um. That is true. <laughs> no, picking picking the right costume is absolutely a skill for sure. I'm yeah. not, I don't mean mm-hmm. to diminish that at all. I just, I, I no. feel like the budget this no, show had, not... I doubt they designed these co- costumes from scratch is my point. Oh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure that, like, you, but again, you only have to make it once and then you, you have it for hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. So. No, and they were some good costumes, like, and. Yeah. and Go ahead. And one fucking clown dress. <laughs> <laughs> what, one of these where like I, I was just writing down the note like god there's some really good dresses in this and also some very good dress mm-hmm. acting there's a woman that uh, swirls her dress around very dramatically and it's quite nice and then one of these women walk in with like this bright orange spotted <laughs> thing I mean, it's like that's like something Neelix would wear <laughs> yeah that's fucking curtains yeah. right there <laughs> no I, I think and I was not expecting this to be in color either so that helped me a little bit um, it's really, it started in black and white. Yeah, those are the and, earliest ones that I saw and, were in black and white. Yeah. And in some of the, um, early color episodes, you'll see there's blue candles mm-hmm. in the candlesticks because when you film in black and white, the blue candles show up better than white. So yeah. there's just these like weird blue candles in the background. It's, I love yeah, it. Yeah, shooting for black and white is weird. kind of, kind of adds to the weirdness of the sh- Like, I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, of course, there's blue candles. Look at all this weird crap going yep. on. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Uh, there's a woman in this that looks just like Jane Krasinski in 30 Rock. Oh, huh. all right. <laughs> Don't know why I thought that, but there she huh. was. I did not notice okay. that, but I believe you. And I think that's everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, music, Quentin is very hot. Uh, very hot. It's got very that generous. one underlined. Yeah. Um, bullet wound of the tiny bit of blood. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I did my quote, so I guess that's it. Is that it? Did that's I forget all something? of Dark Shadows? Yeah, that's you know everything you need to know about Dark Shadows now. <laughs> after us talking about it for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hop on yes. board. So, Tidro, 
why yeah. don't you tell the people about these things that you make while you're watching Dark Shadows and how they might uh, get them if they were if they are interested in what they are? Okay, well, um, I make horns, which are very popular at Halloween time. Like costume horns out. to wear on your head, yes. Not yes. like horns yes. that you play like an instrument. Correct. And I make um, fun pop culture related soap. Mm -hmm. And I make altered dolls and ponies. And just basically a bunch of crap that I make. It's really fun. It's good stuff. You should look at it. It yeah, is good stuff. Yeah. And with Halloween coming <laughs> up, especially like your horn stuff yes. is, is of interest to lots of people. I will say mm -hmm. uh, we haven't posted these pictures yet, but uh, Kara, who plays Naomi on Endeavor, uh, is moving away from from this area, unfortunately. But uh, before she left, she gave us a little of her time to do a photo shoot in character as Naomi Wildman, as grown-up Naomi Wildman from our show. Mm -hmm. Tidro made the horns, and they looked yeah. fantastic. Oh, they looked so good. I'm so glad they worked out. Yeah, and and we'll be posting those soon. But you can you can see an example of her work there, like as it relates to Star Trek specifically. So my point is, you also yeah. do custom jobs that are sort of related to the things that you do. Mm. Yep, I've done like Andorian antenna before. Mm -hmm. I do lots of lots of custom things that go on your head. Right, and um, mm -hmm. please you can please buy them at bunnybubbles.etsy.com. Um, just I've had a couple very large, unexpected, unhappy uh, expenses lately. Mm -hmm. So yes, please, so please give me money. Yes, please do give um, Pedro money. <laughs> She's lovely and she deserves absolutely. It. Thank you, thank you, Matthew. Yes. You're welcome, Terrence. All right. So next week, uh, <laughs> next week, Flonk that was amazing. decided that we should watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, we're so fucked. God. Oh, you're going to love it. You fucking 90s kids. I fucking adore <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and it is 100% It's going to be the, the hilarious House of Frightenstein all over again, only there's going to be two of you instead of just one. <laughs> Uh, on the other hand, it will be much shorter. Uh, well, we're doing we're doing an hour's worth, just like everything else. So, ah, fuck you know. me. That's f that's four different. Oh no, no, no. we're doing shorts. we're doing two. We're doing two of them. Um, no, you don't understand. Each episode has. Oh, two right, shorts. that's true. So these yeah. are the episodes we are doing. Episode thirty-four, which is Mario meets Koopzilla and the Fortune Teller, and then episode sixty-four, Robo Koopa and Captain Lou is missing. Oh no! Captain Lou Albano. Yes, yes he was the on that star? show. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was Mario. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the Flonk definitely wanted to do the first one, and he's like, I don't really care about the second one. And I was looking at the titles. So, so like, wait, Mario the character is looking for Captain Lou the wrestler. Okay, this will be stupid. Mm -hmm. Let's watch that one. <laughs> so that's what we're doing next week. That is, uh, I understand, streaming on Netflix. Yes, it is. So should be easy for you to get to. Wow. Oh boy, I'm gonna hate that. So oh, much. dude, it's you're gonna be miserable. <laughs> and I, I remember I watched the show a little bit back in the day. I because it was like I like Mario. I've always liked Mario. Let me see the. Oh boy, never I mind. ran home to watch this show. I yeah. remember it being very brightly colored. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah. Here, here is the thing because I've been making variations of our logo to go with each of these. Uh, the logo was total garbage. <laughs> like the design aesthetic of the late 80s early 90s lives on in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show logo and reminded me of why I never got into graphic design in high school which was around this time because like ugh, why would I want to make things that look like this oh god just it took me like an hour to make something that I wasn't ashamed of and because I had to stick <laughs> to the real design it was just terrible 
Oh, anyway, that's a next nightmare. Week. I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> of course you are. Okay, so as ever, uh, our website postatomichorror.com, the Tumblr postatomichorror.tumblr.com. Uh, you can write to us postatomichorror at Gmail. We are on Twitter at Algar at Robot Matt Tedro. Do you want to give your Twitter? Oh, it's at Tedro. I, I figured, but you know, some people are like, you know what? No, I don't want those people. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> all right, and that's all for this week. Yeah, see you, folks. The Post Atomic Dark Shadows podcast is a co-production of Ron Algarwatt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2019. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this until Star Trek comes back.